David Walker joins us for Fun Fridays. We discuss the Indiana game tonight, and we live the hive life. That's all coming up today on Locked on Hornets. You are Locked on Hornets, your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. Thanks for making Locked On Hornets your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. You can follow me on Twitter at Walker Mail, Doug on Twitter at Doug Branson LOH, and you can follow David, who's joining us right now for the rest of the show on Twitter at David B. Walker. Real quickly, this episode of Locked On Hornets is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities. Since 1965, McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. If you want to see our duds, by the way, all of us came with the heat for this episode. Doesn't it? Go to YouTube. Check us out. Locked on Hornets. We're up there daily. So go subscribe. We just hit 100 subscribers. That's big time stuff. Now the next. I mean, it's 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 the first milestone. It is many. Yeah, absolutely. 500 is the next one. Then we're going to Mm -hmm. a thousand. Then we're going to try to figure out what the next goal is after that. But at least we hit a hundred. The whole point being you could see us with the awesome duds. Now I have the Charlotte Hornets or excuse me, not the Charlotte Hornets. Mm -mm, I have the Charlotte Bobcats shooting shirt on right now. People usually do that the other way. They still call them the Bobcats instead. I I know. Yeah, I've I've got the Bobcat shooting shirt on. I've had this. How much do you think that's still worth? I don't know. Is it? It's depreciated quite a bit. Still? I feel like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so. It's a sick shirt, though. I love it. I've always loved it. And here's the thing: I couldn't wear it yesterday because Julian would have seen red. He would have just raged against his computer at seeing anything affiliated with the Bobcats. So I wore it with a couple of guys that might respect this. Um, oh, you David, uh, you have a sick hoodie on as well. What is that hoodie about? Oh, thanks, dude. Yeah, this is from the guys at Black Sheep Skate Shop here in Charlotte. Check them out. If you're a skater, if you like shoes, if you just like cool stuff. Yeah, they pull, did it, a, pull, it, pull it up a little bit. Let's yeah, see. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. they did a collab right. with Nike. Uh, Black during, Hornet. When the All-Star Game was here, they did a a, a dunk, a, and they called it the Black Hornet, and then they put out some, some merch with it. So I, I, I grabbed this sweatshirt. I love it. Yeah, that's a sick sweatshirt. You yeah, might win. Good. Although I will say we do have one company man among us with Doug <laughs> rocking the locked on t-shirt as well. It got a as little, a, got a little, um, got a little grease stain from oh, a, a okay. nice, uh, nice six pack of wings. Okay. Got so my, is that uh, from? Is that from one? There are a couple problems here. It's either mm-hmm. from today, which means you ate chicken wings before eleven forty-five Eastern and even ten mm-hmm. forty-five your time, <laughs> or it means no. that you have not washed that shirt since the last time you ate wings. One of those has to be true. Which which one of those is uh, better? I'll take the one that's. <sighs> I'm gonna I take. Think it's that I, I think it's that I, I mean, haven't watched. You're an hour it. behind us too, so. <laughs> yeah. All right, fine. Yeah. I ate wings before 11:30 okay. a.m. <laughs> Listen, I have a kid now. I have a child, and um, that means that I'm awake uh, for a long time. Did you get any um, but grease I do, on the I am hat? rocking yeah, this. Yeah, uh, don't do that. Um, yeah, I'm gonna blame it on the kid. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, I have this sick uh, championship World Series hat, Atlanta Braves. 
Big huge Braves, Braves guy. fan, as you Big know. Big Braves guy. <laughs> huge Braves who wore, guy. Who wore better, Donovan Mitchell or Doug Branson? Can we get Ooh, that poll up the there? The Locked On shirt, yeah. Right? Oh, Donovan wore the Locked On shirt? Oh, yeah. He wore the Braves well, hat. Well, you know what the big difference is. So mine has a stain uh, from yes. a six-pack of wings, <laughs> and Donovan actually has a six-pack. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. He, it's okay difference. for him to have a six-pack before 1045 in the morning. That's okay because he just lives with <laughs> yeah. that thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, at least I'm a wingaholic. Mm -hmm. That's right. All right, let's get into some Charlotte Hornets basketball. We've got the Hive Life coming up in the third segment discussing what gave us Hive Life during the course of this week where the Charlotte Hornets have done nothing but win. So we've got a lot to choose from. Stick around for the third segment. We'll discuss that. Also preview the Indiana game coming up tonight. But let's just get in on all this success. The Hornets, they're winning. They're on a four-game win streak. They beat Golden State, number one in the West, number one in the NBA, and they beat Washington, number one in the East. The last time anybody did that, it was the Hornets in 2017 and 2018. But like Julian said, it seems a little more sustainable. It seems like we're on the rise rather than just kind of in a middling ground type of, uh, so to speak. So when you look at Charlotte, you know, why are they suddenly winning, David? What, what have you noticed from the Hornets and what they're uh, doing a lot better this week? Well, uh, I believe they had a players-only closed-door meeting after that debacle big, in Sacramento, and you guys know how big those can be. But uh, I think they've just gotten back to what they wanted to do a little bit more. I mean, we were watching the Wizards game, and it was a slugfest, right? I mean, it was just kind of a rock fight for a lot of a lot of that game. And I was just waiting for them to kind of break out and just run away with it, run those guys out of the gym. It was basically the only hope, the only thing they could do. Uh, and they went on that little spurt and pushed out and got ahead and were able to hold them off. So I just think, I mean, obviously the defense uh, has, has improved. Uh, getting back home, I mean, that road trip was a kick in the pants for these guys. And they did play better after that Kings game, even if they only had one win, which was a big one in Memphis. But then getting back home, and I'm going to tell you what, guys, I've been in the building for the Knicks game and the Warriors game. Crowds have been awesome. Crowds have been unbelievable in there. The Hornets fans have been showing up, ready to get down, and it's been a big boost in that building, I think. But the team has just been ready to get back and focus. I think uh, getting back home and getting back to what they do has been big for this team. And, you know, you know, have Terry show up a little bit more. Um and I just think this team is 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 kind of finding itself a little bit. We're we're, we're approaching kind of the quarter mark of the season, and so uh, they're they're kind of finding their groove and getting back to what they want to be. Well, yeah, Doug. I mean, here I am saying it seems a little more sustainable. Here they are on the rise. It seems it's okay and logical, conceivable to think that they are going to get better as the season goes on because they have a lot of young players on the roster. And the fact that they're here right now, that bodes well for the future. Is that how you see it too? That this is a team that has this sustainability to actually be above 500 and again, mess with the playoff spot. Yeah, no, I, I think this is definitely for real, but I think they still have some adjustments to make. I think the roller coaster has not stopped. They are going to have some losing streaks uh, remaining that we know the schedule is going to get a lot more difficult. But at the at the same time, they've beaten good teams. They are capable of that. It just takes a lot of effort. So that's been the big thing for me, why they've won, is because they've always recognized what their weaknesses were defensively, not being able to protect the rim with like a traditional rim protector. They just haven't necessarily known how to adjust to that weakness. And they've started to figure some things out, but it requires some really kind of intense team defense 
Um, you know, how how long can you carry that on? Uh, and they've also needed some luck. Like Washington shot really poorly. Golden State had some issues offensively as well. Is that going to continue when they play uh, a few more of these good teams coming up in uh, December? Luckily, closing out November, they, they've got some very winnable games. But I think the big difference uh, from that losing streak to this winning streak has been how they've started games. They haven't put themselves in 20-point holes because, you know, we talked about this team's resilient, this team's resilient. Well, then, like, th- their resiliency ran out, essentially. They ran out of resiliency fuel. They've gotten off to better starts. They're playing better in the second half as well, and uh, we've seen all that come together for big wins. Yeah, and you mentioned kind of dodging Golden State. Washington was cold. They've dodged some uh, star performances, right? Steph Curry has yeah. been unbelievable this year. Didn't go off against Charlotte. Bradley Either Beal, time, really, yeah, and, and Bradley and, Beal. And credit, he, look, credit, credit the defense too. Like mm-hmm. Cody Martin, Terry Rozier, they've been stepping up and playing better. Uh, and you know, you Lamelo Ball has been, um, you know, gambling a lot, and, and a lot of those gambles are paying off and, and leading to easy offense. Credit the defense, but at the same time, these players, Beal, Curry, they're capable of beating good defense, mm-hmm. and, and they just haven't against the Hornets. Well, and it's not like Beal was bad by any means; it's just that he didn't yeah. go off. You know, you if, right. if you were to say going into this game is it okay with you if Bradley Beal goes for 24 on efficient night but doesn't get any more than that I think I take it I'm like Mm -hmm. yeah that's fine Uh, we'll make everybody else beat us here's the thing though and it's been the question we've had because of the problem that persists with the Hornets that has fixed itself at least the past week or on this winning streak it's that we knew the defense was going to be a problem we know the interior defense was going to be a problem it was not going to be their forte now it's kind of switched a little here's the thing that's not going to allow you to find time for James Booknight right this is somebody that was drafted a lot oh of people thought he was going to go higher very offensively gifted wasn't even bad defensively at UConn you know he's got that capability but rookies are just bad at defense, bad in general, certainly bad at defense upon instead. Uh, Most of, unless in. they're named Davion Mitchell. That, that, well, yeah, there's a few guys, even an Evan Mobley. We have some outliers. Right. Book Knight is not one. Um, mm-hmm. So, man, I, we're going to have to wait a, lot, a while. And, and yeah. I'm cool with that. You know, the Hornets are winning. They're above 500. I'm not angry at it. It's I, don't just know that we're if, get- I don't know how cool with it Book Knight is, though. It seems like he's getting a little impatient. What do you I've have, got a uh, tweet. You have sources? Well, I've got James Booknight as the source. Uh, Let me oh, share, it's a good share my screen here. So this is a tweet. This was James Booknight on IG sharing someone else's video mm. that shows Booknight shooting in the gym and the mm. caption on the video. Again, this is somebody else's video that Booknight is just sharing, but the caption on the video says, give that man some minutes. So Booknight appearing to endorse wanting some minutes, maybe getting a little bit of the of the rookie itch. All right, David, is this okay with you? And did they address this in the team meeting saying, yeah, you know what? James Booknight should be getting more minutes. This sparked another closed-door team meet, a players-only meeting, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) They said, hey, listen, young fellow, you'll get your shot. Terry took him out of Miami again after this. Right. I think the most important thing is it doesn't matter who's okay with it. Uh, once you get past JB being okay with it, he's okay with it because Cody Martin, right? He's okay with it because of the guys in front of him. We talked about this last week a little bit, but like, you know, uh, until the, the injuries start stacking up or until, um, they, the, you know, these guys can't throw in the ocean, I think they're going to lean on the veterans and that's just how it is for a rookie. And that's how honestly you want it to be. If you are a team trying to do what the Hornets is are, are trying to do, which is get in the playoffs, 
you know, um, and, and, and get some experience for those other guys. So, yeah, I mean, look, Book Knight's going to get a shot eventually. It, it may not come this year, uh, really. I mean, as the things, the way things are going. Uh, but, but I, I mean, I would be shocked if we didn't see him at some point just because the season's long, you know, uh, things happen. Uh, but right now, there's just no room for him. I, I'm going to just throw a word in here because I know we got to go to break, but I just want to throw actually, it's two words. Really, it's two and a half words. Uh, mm-hmm. Somebody mentioned this on Twitter. Um, Mid season trade, you know, that could open yeah, exactly. up exactly injuries, it could open trades. up some time for book night. And when you talk about that, I saw someone else mention this on Twitter. Uh, we'll not give them credit because I don't remember who I it can't was. Remember. But like, it's not that we don't yeah, want to give I mean, them credit, it's not that we don't want to, it's <laughs> that we love are, to. we're terrible at remembering yeah. things, yeah, because uh, we're um, both dads, we'll blame it on the kids always uh but you know when you talk about trade targets uh cody martin i mean he's yeah. really up in his stock out there so i mean people are seeing what he was doing not that we want that we're just saying it's possible yeah it, it it's he and Jalen mcdaniels are the trade sweeteners i think those Ooh, are the guys that can make something Jaylen. happen but they're yeah. not exactly the focal point um but Jalen mcdaniels has been very good and cody Sweet, martin can we call since they're trade sweeteners can we call McDaniel's and Cody Martin's sweet and low. Sweet yeah, and low. That's great. Who's sweet and who's low, though? I don't know. We'll have to figure that I'm out. I'm not going to. Well, don't tell. Don't listen. Let's keep that under wraps. You don't yeah. want to give your you give your hand away when you're trying to trade these guys. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, do you want low <laughs> or sweet? I mean, Jalen or Cody. I mean, anyway. Uh, all right, NBA fans. You have, you heard, <laughs> have you heard about prize packs or prize picks? Excuse me. Of course, you've heard of prize packs, but prize picks is something you need to get in on as well. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love it. I know you will, too. Prize picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. Prize Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of your users that deposit and use your promo code will receive 100% instant deposit matchup to $100. So, listeners, be sure to use promo code NBA. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Did I just Ron Burgundy that? Did I just did I just kind of read what the copy was for me and then I had to adapt that to the listeners and I failed to do that? I think that's something that just happened. Oh boy. No? Okay, we'll oh fix my. it later. We've got more coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. <laughs> This is Locked on Hornets. And would, you, would, would I have liked to see a few more shards? Sh- shards? No, I would not have. <laughs> That's also That's <laughs> what I, it's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. If you don't get anything else on Friday from this podcast, you at least get that bump with David joining us once again on Locked On Hornets. All right, let's look ahead to tonight's game against Indiana as the Charlotte Hornets try to make it five in a row. We know the last time they played, it was the season opener. They won 123 to 122. They had a 24 to nothing run in the third quarter. LaMelo Ball finished with a line 31, nine and seven. Mm. PJ Washington had a couple free throws to seal the win. It was Gordon Hayward who missed the go ahead bucket, but then PJ collected the rebound, got fouled and hit a couple of free throws. So now you look at Indiana, uh, Indiana six and 10. Not exactly the greatest start for them. TJ Warren was out at the beginning. They, they've kind of been trying to find their way under new head coach Rick Carlisle, who's extremely respected. But man, it was funny to see Indiana destroy Charlotte in the first half. 
we all were worried about that defense just never being able to figure it out of course Charlotte has this past week and then they flipped it in the second half they start 1-0 LaMelo comes with the neon suit and it looks fantastic to match his Lamborghini and now it's Indiana who's really struggling uh what is uh what is Indiana to you Doug when you look at this team and their threat to win this game tonight yeah, I mean, they've got a couple of things that they're trying to work out right now. Late game offense uh, has been putrid the past two games. Uh, they put up under 100 points, and, and a lot of that just by virtue of not being able to score in the fourth quarter. Turnovers, lack of physicality, all things that I'm sure make Rick Carlisle super excited about mm-hmm. coaching this team. But they've got to figure it out. Um, Karis LeVert has one of the highest usage percentages in the league right now. And he's one of the he has one of the lowest points per shot attempt, and that is that is never good. Uh, Terry Rozier um, had had some of that going on uh, early this season, but at the same time, guys, Brogdon and Sabonis are both still playing well. It's everybody else on the team that's that's struggling, and they're capable of beating your team any night. And especially they're they're kind of matchup nightmares for the Hornets anyway. So this is this is still going to be a tough one, I think, for Charlotte. Yeah, and especially without P.J. Washington, right? Like, he came up big at the end of that first game, uh, had kind of a quiet game up until then. But at this point, uh, he'd be an extra body. And 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 that was the matchup that killed him early on in that first game was just Sabonis and, and the big guys down low for Indiana. And that's what I still see giving them problems. I mean, the good news is the Hornets are, are, are hot right now. They're playing well, and they've beaten good teams. Um, so so you like that. But from a, from a matchup standpoint, it's not the best. It'll be interesting to see kind of what adjustments the Hornets make uh, from that first game. A horrible start, as you mentioned. They've kind of corrected that. So if they can balance that out with just a better overall performance, you know, at home, uh, or, or I'm sorry, on the this one is at home. Yeah, it's still at home. This was at home, um, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, you like their chances, but uh, the matchups just always scare you. I mean, and until they get P.J. back, you know, that's just how it's going to be against some of these teams. Well, and Sabonis just went nuclear in the first Mm -hmm. half against this team, you know, and then he started to fizzle out a little. And when you look at Indiana's record, right, they're six and ten. It's not a good one. But a lot of those losses happen at the very beginning of the season. They actually started one and six. Now, if they didn't just lose to Detroit, one of the worst teams in the league, maybe you would say they're playing better as of late. It's still kind of true. Despite the loss to the Pistons, they beat Philadelphia and Utah. Utah was a victory Mm -hmm. on the road. They won those in back to back fashion. So those are two good basketball teams that the Pacers were able to take care of. It's a little Charlotte Hornady, right? They can win any game that they play. They can also lose because they're in a similar situation. A couple of stats I'm looking at. Offensive rebounding. Uh, This is an Indiana team that has traditionally been good at offensive rebounding, and they have been good at times this year, but over the past couple of games, that has suffered, and I think that's part of that physicality, lack of physicality. That's part of the reason they haven't been able to generate enough offense. Can the Hornets keep them off the offensive board? It's it's been something that's tough for them uh, uh, this season. Also, I'm not breaking any news here, but uh, Sabonis is better than Daniel uh, Gafford. um, Gafford's pretty good. Gafford's pretty good pretty good <laughs> yeah. right Gafford's uh, Gafford might be pretty good um but you know yeah. Sabonis is capable of much more so they've got to figure that out whatever happened at, at Washington they've they really got to get that figured out the other stat that I'm looking at is just really simple um LaMelo Ball's offense can he I don't think they need 31 from him tonight but I think they might need a little bit more from him offensively uh just in terms of scoring than they've been getting he's been doing so many other things and we've yeah. been praising that rebounding uh assists he set a career high I get all of that but I think tonight it might be time uh, to, to see if he can do something close to 31 again.
Well, I wonder if they have any other options against Sabonis to start off with than Plumley because that was a rough night for Plumley out of the gates, and I just I don't know. I'm checking. I mean, I, I'm checking. I mean, looking at the camera. Do, do they do they throw? Do they throw they Nick don't. Richards out there? Do they? Oh, do they, they will. Smile. I, I mean, you they know, absolutely. Like, how long will. will Nick Richards stay? Is the question. And, and yeah. he absolutely won't. You know, that's the Nick yeah. Richards will get his time. He's going to foul Sabonis a million times, and he's going to have basically, if you want a, a literal number, it'll be four in ten minutes, just like what happened mm-hmm. with Washington, and then Sabonis will start to eat a little more. And remember what had. Uh, what Sabonis was doing he had wide open threes you let him shoot those because he wasn't really able to hit threes at an efficient level but then he did against Charlotte and so maybe you see that I also want to get to Mello real quickly before we go to the last segment yeah even you good it's it's a good point Doug right because you we are praising him for everything else he helps in the box score with the assists the turnovers that he creates uh the 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 rebounding has been excellent this season you don't want to see a whole lot of four of 18 games though you know, even right. if he doesn't give you 31 on efficient shooting, I'll take six of 12. I'll take seven of 14, you know, and, and even just maybe three of six, three of seven from three. Like, I think that's what I want to see from Melo. Just a nice, decent, efficient offensive game from him shooting the basketball and scoring because when he's missing shots and you miss as many as you did going four of 18, like there is certainly an aspect of that that actively hurts your basketball team. And we know he's capable of it. So I'm going to look for him to be aggressive in this game. He knows he's capable of putting up 30 on this team. And so I want I want to see him go out and try try to do it again. Lock in that floater. Uh, you're not going to be able to get all the way to the rim against some of these defenders that they have underneath. But lock in that floater, knock down some threes, and come away with 20-plus points tonight. I, I, I think LaMelo has to do that for the, for the Hornets to win this game. It's just such a testament to him, though, that he can struggle like that with his shot and then ha- just have such an impact on the game across sure. the board. I mean, I'm not breaking any news either, but you mentioned uh, career highs in assists and rebounds the last couple games separately. So, I mean, it's just, uh, you know. It's just <laughs> although, nice. although, did you, <laughs> in uh, in Rod Boone's latest write-up on, on LaMelo and all the work that Borrego is really putting in to make a connection with LaMelo and, and share some of that sort of deeper wisdom about the NBA game, the finer points buried within that uh, was a mention of his rebounding number when he had 17 rebounds and, and PJ Washington said, yeah, he'd be stealing rebounds. <laughs> oh, the of Westbrook course. moves, the Westbrook yeah. moves. <laughs> Look, get that money, LaMelo. Hey, Absolutely. listen. It, if it helps you out. Um, another thing with Indiana before we go, Miles Turner going to be featured in this game. He has been the number one name mentioned in any kind of trade scenario oh with the Charlotte Hornets. Has been just flat out amazing this year. Not the greatest last two games, but before that, he was averaging four blocks. He was averaging like 15, close to 20 points per game in the month of November. He's been really good. This has been the best season for Miles and the fact that he is that guy that you're looking at constantly as a Charlotte Hornet fan, as a potential trade target. You know, oh, the man, Twitter won't, Twitter won't let oh it go. And, I- and I looked at uh, the Hornets' Twitter account today, and they released uh, – kind of some game notes on their Twitter account. First page of the game notes, they plastered Miles Turner's face on there. I'm like, shenanigans! (laughs) Tampering! Yeah, and I've always been of the mind that I just don't know if he is like the difference maker for a team, but I'm starting to think that for this team, I mean, you look at the dearth at center, he could just be the thing that tips it. And If if nothing else, it rectifies a terrible draft decision. 
Right. Well, yeah. you know, uh, are you guys familiar with the bench of the of the Indiana Pacers, the assistant coaching staff offhand? Because I'm going to throw some names at you. Please do. I'm going to say you're not. I'm going to say you're not familiar. I'm going to take those two looks as I'm not. Which is surprising because Walker's a huge Pacers. I know. I know. I've got some love for the Pacers. Yeah, I I don't know the assistant coaches or their middle name or blood type though. I'm going to give you some names right here. Number one, Calvert Chaney. Ring any bells? Okay. Huh? Huh? Janera Pargo. Janera Pargo. Oh, you know what? We David, David, let's stop here. Because you remember when we used to do High Talk Live and then the first little bit of Locked On Hornets, we Mm. always talked about Pargo being a coach. Well, I'm going to give you another one. Ronald Norad. That's not right. Yeah. Yeah. Thieves! They stole him! Right? So maybe maybe uh, maybe they're getting some inside info up there. I don't know. That's so Indiana, just getting a bunch of Indiana guys. You know, three that we can think of with Carlisle, with Norred, and Calvert Chaney. Uh, Stevens to the Pacers? Are we are we putting that out there? Well, oh been, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he would love to go back and coach the Pacers. All right. We are <laughs> well past Hayward time. Hayward to the Pacers? Um, yeah. Well, he wanted to go there. Like, that That was it. Just Charlotte mm-hmm. offered more he money. He loves that Charlotte, was just like Kim, but he loves Charlotte. All right. I love Thanksgiving. That's what I love. All of the good foods and treats and plenty of them. But maybe you want a yummy dessert that isn't so full of calories and sugar. Mm. That's where Built Bar comes in. It's the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it so you don't have to eat that one slice of pie that has upwards of 300 calories. That's on the low end, too. Like most Built Bars are only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar with plenty of protein and plenty of fiber. Share some at your family gatherings if you want to bring a box of Built Bar. It'll make things less awkward, too. Maybe Aunt Betty hasn't tried a Built Bar yet. I would say go ahead and give her the grasshopper cookie if you want to get it. Betty, what are you doing? Sh- Betty, eat a Built Bar. <laughs> it's, please. I mean, I don't. if you haven't been getting Built Bars after listening to these reads constantly, I don't know what you're doing by now. New surprises all month. Limited time flavors arriving at BuiltBar.com regularly. So check the site often. There's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday, too. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. Go to BuiltBar.com or Built.com, by the way. Either one will work for you. We'll go with Built. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com hive talk live hive life living the high life coming up next locked on hornets why do you hate me this (laughs) is locked on hornets well Melo had an awesome dunk last night where he kind of goes to the right shoulder comes back to the left finishes and does the head thing got got on you he loves doing that right he's a high low celebrator he's going to put it on his head when he dunks on you and then he's going to tell you how short you are when he scores in the post against you it's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. I know it's what you've been waiting for all week. We're going to have to wait just a little longer for the Hive Live because ah. David Walker has Tales from Game Day for us. I'm excited. Everybody gather around Tales the fire, everyone. from Game Day. <laughs> oh, yeah, guys. As I mentioned, I've been to a handful of games this year. Went to the Warriors, went to the Knicks, went to opening night. So we've seen some barn burners, some exciting games. And I just wanted to bring this up because I know there's a lot of noise, a lot of chatter going around the the city of Charlotte and the fans about just getting into the arena. Walker, I don't know how much you guys have heard 
uh, on air or feedback from fans about this, but it's been a bit of a mess. I don't mm. know if like the the COVID protocols have anything to do with it. I don't know if uh, you know the security has anything to do with it. But we got uh, to what the about Lamella Ball? I mean, it's you know I, I I have a feeling it might be a hot ticket these days. It is a hot ticket, but I don't think you should have lines streaming out the front of the building, wrapping around the corner, well into the first quarter, into the second quarter. You know, it's kind wait of a crazy. minute. Hold on, hold on a second, because you are big into the shoe game, right? Sure, and sure. and isn't all of that whole world of retail? and fashion built around creating this like even if it's fake like creating this immense demand uh you know it's all about the hype hype. yeah yeah right your point so you should be (laughs) used my point is you should be used to this i'm not lining up early what are you doing lining up for anything these days are you kidding me (laughs) i've lined up for anything in years no i'm just saying and i'm not bagging on you know the the arena workers or anything like that and i think they've kind of started to figure it out it was a lot smoother on sunday uh, I heard it was a little bit better um, this week for um, for the game um, earlier in the week. So, listen, I think they're getting it cranked up. But, but even the concession stands, I mean, on Sunday, we know Chick-fil-A is closed. That's a, that's a tough blow, okay? Chick-fil-A yep. shut down on Sundays. But they right. ran out of hot dogs uh, before halftime. Now, listen. I can't. I don't know. Chick Fil A served hot dogs. I can't survive. Well, you know how the, the, the concessions are set up, Doug. They they share a. a they're a real high stand. quality too. And oh the, yeah. The oh yeah. Amazing. So uh, yeah. So I don't know. You know, I just wanted to to, to share that with you guys because I know Doug, you're 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 a little bit removed from us. Uh, the game day experience, maybe, and maybe they are. Maybe they are just getting used to this extra added influx of of, of fans and, and getting back into the arena. So here's hoping they kind of smooth things out. Because I mean, JB mentioned it on opening night, right? You're talking about yeah. the Indiana Pacers game. He said, "Hey, we need fans in the seats. We well, need you guys to get here a little earlier." Well, and here's the problem too. It, it it also serves the Hornets better in more ways than just the one getting fans in to support your team in live action that really helped them in the second half. It mm-hmm. also doesn't allow for media members to take pictures mm-hmm. of the empty seats, put it out there, and say fans are aren't coming to the Spectrum Center and it actually not be entirely true because what happened on opening night me being there I was like yeah there's a decent amount of people but opening night after a pandemic with your superstar finally you get to see him live yeah it was a little small and then after the first quarter it really wasn't the crowd was absolutely there and the seats started to fill up but of course we're past that storyline we're past that and now everybody's lasting image and the lasting tweets that have already been put out there it's that the fans didn't show up and then what helped them too is the fact that it got loud as hell Mm -hmm. in the second half for that indiana game where that kind of salvaged it what if it was just kind of a blowout then you don't get the the salvation if you will of oh wait actually fans did show up and the hornets just didn't play well so you couldn't tell in the second half so you don't want that narrative out there that fans aren't showing up and and i'm I'm glad they are too right like that's kind of gone to the wayside It, it helps the hornets if they figure this out getting in people quicker and I yeah. think they will. I'm going to give them a yeah, break because it's not it's not like this franchise is used to demand, right? No. I mean, this isn't you know, they didn't expect LaMelo Ball to fall in their laps and and I think that plus pandemic, I think it's all an adjustment period and I think they'll figure it out. Yeah, everybody's figuring things out, right? The hot dogs, I don't stuff know. Stuff like that. 
<laughs> I'm just saying, when you have people around you, all around the seats who leave and don't come back for 30 minutes, you start to worry about your fellow fans and they come back with, you know, a soft pretzel and it's like it took me 30 minutes in line to get something to eat. That's that's that that can be tough. But look, everybody's struggling with staffing and stuff like that. And to their credit, you know, in that piece about Michael Jordan, I don't think they let go of any many of the staff at all through the whole pandemic. So right. good on them for that. So yeah, maybe it's just some growing pains. But just wanted to share with you guys some experiences from being sure. in the arena. One, one thing that's not their fault that's that, that I've never seen this before. Saw this at the Nick game a lot. People just hunting seats like we would go get something to eat and you'd see it was mostly Knicks fans coming up and just sitting in seats and people would be like hey man there's somebody sitting there and they're like yeah we know and it's just carpet, like, they're coming dirty right back, carpet dude. baggers yeah and like here's a tip if you do go to the game here's a tip the, the numbers on the seats they have significance they mean something so if you're looking for uh oh, seat wow. 20, if you're looking for seat 21 and you see seat three go the other way mm-hmm. it's, it's, david it's other david way. narc walker here yeah. Thank hey, listen. Pointing them out to security. Uh, listen, security may have been called a time or two. Not by me. Hey, if you want to, hey, hey, you want to keep my seat warm? I uh, get a hot dog. Mm, I paid. Know, for, I paid for this seat, sir. Yeah, my seat, w- my ticket. Uh, that segment was the more you know with David. Can I speak to your manager, Walker? Joining us here in the Lockdown Hornets Whoa, podcast. That was not. That was not where we were going with that one, guys, at all. <laughs> Uh, thank you, David. Also, let's just figure this out. Get the fans in the stands. Find a way to serve hot dogs on Sundays, Chick-fil-A. People want the hot dogs. <laughs> right. um, and now people want Hive Life. Let's get to it, Doug. Play the open. Play the Breakfast Club music. Now, I need it. Living the hive life, going into the weekend, baby. All right, Doug, this is your baby. Oh, I I killed it. Hold on. Let me bring it back. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) It's preseason for me too, folks. That's all right. That's all right. What gives you hive life, Doug? Why don't you give us a few things you like this week? Oh, you know what's giving me hive life. He Excellent. won the tap, baby. Terry, giving it. And it was a totally fair tap. Um, you know, it was completely fair. I don't want to hear any of this stuff about how, you know, the referee may or may not have thrown it, you know, 10 <laughs> feet towards the oh, towards the opposing on. basket. No, 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 no. Terry won that tap fair and square. It was a fair tap. And uh, we move on. Uh, I agree. I think Terry won that fair and square. And then Eric Collins was extremely happy about that. Maybe even the second best call of the week, though, after Eric Collins. I've got some more stuff here, too. I wonder how much EC is going to show up in the hive life every single Friday that we do this. Because one, I've got one where Eric Collins is kind of letting moments breathe with the fans back in attendance, which related fans are starting to fill the seats up. You know, when you watched... Kelly Oubre hit a layup. There were a couple times in this most recent game against Washington where Eric didn't lose his mind. And I didn't realize I was Pavlov's dog (laughs) conditioned to just hear Eric Collins absolutely lose it off of any good play for Charlotte. But I was listening and I wasn't get it. I, I was salivating. I couldn't hear anything. And I was like, okay, this is a new element to Eric Collins' repertoire. Because one, you can't really do that in a pandemic with no butts in the seats, but he's allowing that to happen because the Spectrum Center is full and he's allowing the fan noise to infiltrate the audio of the broadcast. I thought that was pretty cool from Eric. Oh, absolutely, man. He's he's, he's letting it breathe because to your point, right, you're hearing 
defense chance, you know, mm-hmm. in November at the Hive. I mean, you're hearing that on TV. It's 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 a beautiful thing. And now the crowd and Eric are working together. It's uh, it's really a joy. It's a beautiful thing. David, what you got for Hive Life? I got a couple things, guys. Okay, so just uh, buckle up and get ready. Uh, this week, Montrez- <laughs> that was my buckle. Hold on, that's my buckling sound. So, so, so Montrez Harrell wore two different shoes in the game again. That was three, two different shoes uh, in the game against the Hornets uh, earlier this week. He started off in a shoe like this. I brought some props today, guys. Okay. Oh wow! Excellent. Look at that. This now explain is that the, shoe. Explain this, that shoe for the listener. Now this not this colorway. Oh dang it! That was the wrong one. Sorry. That was uh, <laughs> I spoiled it. I spoiled it. Well, he it, wore it, this one. I mean, it's hilarious, by the way, that we have multiple shoes to get wrong here. You know, that's that's so David. I always rehearse, always rehearse. He wore this one in the first half, not this colorway, but he wore a red colorway of this. Doug, if you had watched uh, Tokyo Drift, you would know that this is the shoe that Bow Wow brings out in the lunchroom to try and sell to Lucas Black uh, in the in the opening portions of Fast and Furious Tokyo. Uh, I have watched half of the movie, okay. so I know exactly okay. what you're talking okay. about. So he wore these, which is a perfect shoe for Montrez Harrell because it's a tank walker. I mean, these things are yeah. like... Uh, it's like a Hummer or something, a car. And uh, so it's it's very built for- You went from built- tank to Hummer to car. Yes, yes. Now, in the second half, he broke out a different colorway again, the Chicago colorway of this, the off-white Air Jordan 1, which is basically made of paper. And so he went from something that's built for battle to basically a flip-flop. So that was just uh, really cool to see all the- all the tweets, you know, caught on with this one. I, I think I was the only one pubbing, pubbing this one, guys. So just a little shout out to me. Um, I don't know. I was just excited by that. It was, I, it was a cool thing. I'll give you a big shout out. It's almost like putting the weights on the bat in the on deck circle and then taking them off maybe, when you go up maybe to bat. So, so yeah. he flew higher after he changed the shoes, going to the lightweight. Also, it reminds me of high school when our team shoe was the LeBron soldiers when Ooh. they actually felt like boots. And then we changed to the hyper dunks where I felt like I oh was flying. Oh, my God. I mean, exactly. That, I, it, it's exact. I mean, I felt like I could jump like Michael Jordan himself. I think it was my first dunk ever when I took the LeBron soldiers off. It just makes LeBron even more freaky. The fact that he can play in boots like that and fly as high as he could. So, I'm yeah, yeah. Uh, one other thing, if I may, uh, this is sure. for the whole city of Charlotte. I mean, Cam, Cam Newton. I'm sorry. It's not a Hornets related thing, but Cam is giving the whole energy to the he's city. He's back. I don't know if you've heard, but he's uh, back. He's back. <laughs> yeah, Cam is giving me all side. Uh, all sorts hey, can I? I got life. something. I got one more. Go right. ahead. I may have like three more, but here's yeah, yeah. one more. Um, this tweet from StatMuse, the Rockets, uh, I don't know what their, this was a couple days ago, so I don't know what their current record is, but the Rockets are 1-14, on pace to finish the season 5-77, and which will by far be the worst single season record of all Let's time. Let's do it, baby. Let's go. And of course, Let's go. of course, Only you the know. the second worst team of all time. All right, we need to Of course, a you know who owns the record currently, the Charlotte Bobcats. So let's erase some history, baby. We need a tracker on that, Doug. Let's let's. Can we have a, like a weekly Rockets update? Maybe bi-weekly, something like that. Yeah, let me. I, I should look up what they're. Also, what's giving me hive life is uh, back at the New York Knicks game this week. Miles Bridges admitting that. Speaking of the crowd, the crowd got him into that one. The Knicks mm-hmm, fans mm-hmm. cheering on Obi Toppin's oh, windmill dunk. Uh, Miles Bridges taking a cue from the owner, Michael Jordan. Yeah. He took it personally, and yeah, he took it he out did. on the New York Knickerbockers. It's exactly what I thought of. I thought of Miles Bridges taking it personally, just like his owner, Michael Jordan. Is there anything else that you've got, Doug? Uh, yeah, I got one more. I got one more tweet here to get up on the board. 
this one courtesy of Kyle Bailey, who noticed, I think this was at the Knicks game as well, Kyle Bailey uh, tweeting, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson sitting with Thomas Davis here at the Hornets game. Those are uh, Carolina Panthers players. They heard Ro- heard Robbie looked at Hugo the Hornet and asked TD, quote, what that bird doing? <laughs> it's such a great video. Robbie asking what that bear is doing. Just disgusting. What that bird doing? Which is a fair <laughs> question, honestly. <laughs> because you had problems with Super Hugo. You didn't think he was very super, Doug. Well, I just, uh, at the Knicks game, I think they rectified this. Golden State, he was back in his normal uniform showing off the six-pack. But I don't, did you notice this, David? You went to the Knicks game, right? Yes. Did you notice Super Hugo looking a little less super? Like, it was just like the six-pack wasn't there. It was just like a tank top. I feel like it was a different person, perhaps, filling the suit. Wow, maybe so. No, I did It was not like Robin that. dressing up in Batman's clothes. Ah. Uh. No, I did not notice that to answer your question. <laughs> You're too busy hunting for hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, and, and taking notes of obscure shoes that only you would take note of and then have to pub on Hive Life once you came on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Again, thanks for making Lockdown Hornets your first listen every single day. Thanks to David for joining us as he does every single Friday. Now, remember, on Monday, we're going to be back. We have a couple of special guests for you coming up next week. Going to be a little shorter because of the holiday week that is coming up with Thanksgiving, but we are going to give you a couple of special guests. So stay tuned after the weekend. Hope it's a great one for you. Now make your second listen. Locked on Fantasy Basketball. Josh Lloyd hosts the number one daily fantasy basketball show on the planet. It's free and it's available on all platforms. Have a great weekend and we'll be back with you on Monday. The Rockets are still 1-14. Next up, the New York Knicks. Go Knicks! Yeah, baby.